It's the California Wine Country Podcast with Steve Jackson and Dan Berger. We taste, we laugh, we learn. California Wine Country brought to you by Bottle Barn. Dan Berger, of course, and our guest today, the return of Dan Barwick, uh, who makes wines for uh, just about everybody. (laughs) Good to see you, bud. Well, not quite everybody. Well, you're a busy winemaker, I'll tell you that. Trecini. 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 And Paradise Ridge, uh, my two brands. Let's talk about. Oh, well, let's Trecini. talk about uh, what Dan brought in from his cellar. Well, this was a real lost bottle. Uh, it was in the bottom of a box of twelve, but because it was a half bottle, I thought I didn't know that the, there was anything in that slot. Turns out that there was a half bottle, and I never could see it. And it turned out it's a half bottle of two thousand eight Sonoma Coutre Russian River Ranches Chardonnay with a screw cap. And I honestly believe this was going to be dead. It's gorgeous. It's really it, it good. It should have been shot, but it is. It's wonderful. It should have been shot. Really? It's, well, yeah. it, it's, it's... I'm not getting it yet. Well, the flavors are really uh, mature. That's what I like about it. But the other thing mm-hmm. is that the acids held it up really nicely. It's it's a little on the lean side, but that's the way they used to make those wines anyway. Mick Schroeder's now the winemaker. It's, he's a good winemaker. And they're making beautiful wine out there. But this is this is amazing for how it's held up. What do you think? No, I think it's it, it's very dense and uh, concentrated, and it, it was a tricky year, 2008. There was some smoke going on, too. Yeah, I don't smell any smoke at all. I don't get any of that, but I think I, I, I if I was a winemaker of this wine and in the format it came in, I'd be extremely proud. Very pleased that this held up. Third taste, I'm, I think I'm getting it. Steve's I, I, in. I, I like it. I, I think I'm in. Good. Harry? I'm out. You don't like it. It 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 yeah, it it's it's not leaping out to me as anything special. Mm. You need to dump that and we get some Trotini Sauvignon Blanc in your there glass you there. It, there. Here, you let's 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 uh, here's yeah, the sound. Here, let me dump this. The sound of the crack of a of a screw cap. So, uh let's get the history of Trotini. Uh, Dan Barwick, the winemaker there, also the winemaker at uh, Paradise Ridge and a few other places, I guess. It's the Vicini family. Right. And uh, and there are three of them. There's three. There's, there's <laughs> David, Kathy, and uh, John, the patriarch John. Great. One of my favorite friends. And tre. Tre. Chini. Tre. Chini is friends. So tre Chini, three friends. And I've been working with uh, the family for 20 years. Wow. And Sauvignon Blanc has been our main uh, wine that we've been... Uh One of the most interesting things about this particular Sauvignon Blanc, and Dan would expand on this, but this has really got a cool climate influence. And that is so important when you're buying Sauvignon Blanc. If you buy just anybody... Somebody is trying to sell a bottle of Sauvignon Blanc for $27. It comes from a warm region. Uh, the other day, they sent me a press release, and I, I asked them, uh, $27 Sauvignon Blanc from a warm climate. And she said, well, yeah, but it's it was made with such beautiful oak. I thought to myself, if I wanted oak, I'd buy some toothpicks. <laughs> I'm not going to spend $27 on a bottle of Sauvignon Blanc for the oak. Excuse me. Those are some good toothpicks made of oak, though. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> the nose on this. It's is, gorgeous. Yeah. It's is amazing. Uh, well, Dan, what year? Uh, 2020, I believe. Yeah. Uh, 19. 
Sorry. Okay, it's a 20 was last year. Sauvignon so Blanc from Trecini. So such a, so the, we work with these different vineyards um, throughout the Russian River. There's three vineyards. There's the Southern Vineyard, which is in the sort of the what they call the um, the bench, and then further north uh, in Hillsburg we have two vineyards, and one of the vineyards is the most northern vineyard in the Russian River Valley, and it's north of Hillsburg, and in the hillsides, the of this side Russian River, the other side there Alexander Valley, and that gets where you get the sort of uh, you have a little lemon lemon peel kind of component here as well, yeah. As a tiniest little bit of chinar, something chinar, chinar. Explain chinar. To Friday me. night at Hot Monk. <laughs> he gets me all the time. Chinar, great band. <laughs> what what the hell is chinar? <laughs> Thank you, Steve. That's <laughs> so artichokes. Artichokes. Oh, artichokes. Mm. Well, uh, but it's not the green, mm, not the green mm, part, not yeah, the green part. It's more, more of a more of an herbal note, and I love that in Sauvignon Blanc because oh. that sets, sets it apart from Chardonnay. Chardonnay I just got that. Isn't that interesting? But until yeah. there's a power of suggestion, it's hard to pick it up. Carciofi. There we go. In Italian. Yeah, here we go. One of my favorite foods in the world. And now I make have the, it in a liquid form. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it really is good, Dan. Jeez, That's man. delicious. And this wine is going to be, um, I think it'll be twice as good in two, two more years. I, I love Sauvignon Blanc with four to five years of age. <laughs> After that, you're on your own. But I really love a little bit of age on Sauvignon Blanc because it expands the herb components and makes them more interesting. Yeah, I, th- I think it's about the complexity. This comes from... Five, six different blocks within the Russian River Valley. This is very complex, and that, yeah. and that's as Dan says, if it's three years old in the bottle, and and it's about the acidity level. That acidity has to be good, and if you have all those components from these different growers that are all paying attention, then you ferment them all differently and put them into one wine. You have a very clean, clear, simple wine with all this complexity, and that's what I'm into. This is wine. doing a whole lot on my palate, and it's uh, kind of changing with every sip. Dan, tell me about the finish because that's killing me. That is amazing. I, I really right? think that this is designed for food. There are a lot of Sauvignon yeah. Blancs that are made yeah. with a little sugar, and they're mm. see, sweet, and they're easy to drink on the patio. But this stuff is, can you imagine how good this would go with some uh, halibut with maybe mm. just a, a very, very light uh, drizzle of olive oil on it? What a gorgeous wine yeah. this is. Or my linguine vongole. There you go. There you go. And tell me about the vongole. I'm the uh, premier... Fettuccine Vongole uh, chef in Sonoma County. Don't tell uh, Joe Lococo or uh, anyone else that. But, but that's specifically in the kingdom of Steve, as I understand. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and it, I've, I've actually, uh, I, my son loves it so much, I've taught him, and he's put his own spin on it, and it's even better than mine. So, Well... So you've, you've handed over the shell- a little bit? Sh- shellfish, yeah. shellfish can be overpowering if it isn't prepared properly. You have to emphasize the freshness of the shellfish, and you have to make sure that there's a slight briny character, and that's uh, very compatible with this kind of wine. Yeah, with the Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah. Yeah. I'm enjoying this wine more than the last one. This is, I think, a more welcoming wine. It, it's less harsh, uh, and the flavor is is more distinctive. Is it a trumpet fanfare available? <laughs> <laughs> He's a beer guy. <laughs> We're bringing him along <laughs> on the wine show. Damn, Dan Barwick. 
Torchini <laughs> wines, also Paradise Ridge. Yep. Um, we got some more wine here for you, too. Well, one, uh, let me explain one thing. One of the reasons why I wanted Dan on the show was that um, the, the Paradise Ridge wines, everybody knows they're fabulous, and they really do a great, great job on all the different varietals. But the Trichini wines are getting all these gold medals under the radar. People are not paying attention to some of the results of wine competitions, and these guys are just cleaning up, and they're doing a great job, and it's all because Dan's making the wine. So he's making the wine for two award-winning wineries, and the one that really doesn't get anywhere near the recognition is this one, Trocini. And they're, they're, they're available locally. Bottle Barn's got them. But you can also, there's a wonderful tasting room in downtown Santa Rosa, literally walking distance from the Press Democrat offices. And it's a wonderful little teeny tasting room right in the... What's the name of that one? I've the Trichini Tasting Room. It's a, just a... Yes. That, oh, that, yeah, okay. It's right there on, what is it, Beaver Street or something like that. Yeah. Mm, yeah. There's an address which I should know, but yeah. it is downtown. So if you're staying in a hotel, downtown Santa Rosa, it's a great place to visit. It, a short walk from anywhere. Mr. Barwick, talk about your uh, history and uh, in, in how you came to be such a major part of the wine world here. Well, I, the, the major is very flattering. I, I uh, wanted to learn more about the wine making and the business, um, and I came and did a harvest in uh, Sonoma County in 1991. And where did you grow up? I grew up in England. <laughs> England. Mike, have you heard of England? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a small part he of Australia. <laughs> Yeah, well, Viva Italia. Yeah. I know where Italy is, too. So I grew up in England. I'm talking about this damn soccer game. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I, what a great game. <laughs> I can't stand soccer. <laughs> oh, no, really? Uh, it, 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 it was the culmination of, 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 of several weeks of football, soccer, and... Uh, we got there, Italy and, and England, and I, I was there watching it and had a... We popped one in after, like, 45 seconds, and that was like, well, yeah, was no amazing. one ever does that. And then Right after that up, happened, I fell asleep because I have a hard time watching. Yeah, but you were there. I was on my couch. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to California Soccer Country with Dan Berger here on KSR. <laughs> oh, back off! <laughs> Does anyone have a corkscrew? <laughs> Back off, Jersey Please. boy. Um, but, yeah. the uh, All right. Yeah, he's right. He's always right. He's leaving now. Yeah. <laughs> my producer walked out. My co-host has walked out. Yeah, they were, they, they, we're on our own now, Dan. <laughs> I was getting a corkscrew. Thank you. Uh, I will take this second Molto to mention grazie. the address of the tasting room is 684 7th Street, on the corner of 7th and Humboldt in downtown Santa Rosa. Thank you. There you go. And it uh, is a, it's a, they're, they're always there and, and, and drop by and you get the really mom and pop really presentation of the wine. It, it is and the Trichini family. They also have a lot of gadgets that, that are selling as well. And it's really interesting stuff. Really wine gadgets. They're wonderful. I love them. I love to wander through corkscrews and... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, little dogs to hold your bottle. <laughs> I don't know. So they're wine-related gadgets. They're right? wine-related okay. gadgets. Yeah. <laughs> Those poor dogs. Uh, I think it's called wine paraphernalia. Oh, they, oh 
Can you say that on the air? I don't know. Wine paraphernalia. <laughs> so, Dan, again, okay, so you're, you grew up in England. How did you, um, you know, wind up in the wine world? What, what made you... Because we think of England, uh, we think more of beer and such and other uh, Well, England drinks spirits. quite a bit of wine, which is the, probably the first starting point on that. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I sold wine in England um, going back to the 80s. And uh, in, in 91, I came out here to do a harvest and just became absorbed and fascinated by the process. I had no concept. And, uh, and you certainly didn't have a real concept on how to make wine, how to be a winemaker, no, right? absolutely. Zippo. Yeah. So I spent the next uh, 10 years or so um, working in cellars throughout Sonoma County um, and asking lots of questions, paying attention, and traveling. And, and then in 1995, I met uh, Sonia Bick, um, who's now my wife, uh, and... She She's part of the Bick family, which is Paradise Ridge. And we went on a, a, a journey for our honeymoon, uh, going to Burgundy, France, South Africa, and Stellenbosch, and then in the Brossa Valley in uh, Australia. And during that time, I was working in cellars and visiting. And we were both visiting different wineries, and, and I was uh, asking a lot of questions still. And, and, I, and, and I learned what I know today by finding people that I whose wines I respected and vineyards that I liked taking them to lunch and asking them questions and that's a really big part of of my learning culture was was taking great winemakers to lunch and I'm still a sucker for lunch, by the way. You know, if anyone wants to take me to lunch, I'm, I'm, I'll spill my beans. That's amazing. That's did. <laughs> you didn't go to UC Davis or anything? I've done some courses at UC Davis, which is an extraordinary um, bastion of information for the wine business and industry. And uh, I, I think what I learned from that was the importance of a few parts of chemistry with pH being the most important one the other Dan's giving a big thumbs up on that <laughs> yeah. on the pH thing <laughs> it, it really is about uh, the, the, there's lots of stuff that goes on with wine and, and there's lots of information that you're being delivered to in order to make wine but if you're going to pay attention to one thing it's pH and that's what I learned and it starts in the vineyard and if, I you, watch, the if vineyard. you watch the pH in the vineyard and you're very careful about when you harvest, and that pH is going to carry you all the way into the bottle. Pretty much. Okay, talk about this one before we have to take this a break. This is a Pinot Noir. Oh, I didn't get that. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't give Dan any wine. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is a, a vineyard designate from the Vicini family's vineyard. Oh, God. This is in the Russian River Valley. And, and a very unassuming vineyard. But if tended well and handled carefully at the winery, you can create some extraordinarily beautiful characteristics. What is this, a 19? I, I believe it's a 19, isn't it, Dan? So it says 2019 Vicini Estate, Russian River Valley, uh, and the alcohol is listed as a modest 138 
which is very important to me because it's structurally well. That's light. Well, it's light, but unbelievable for a, flavor know, for a lighter wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah, more yeah. alcohol, yeah. you would have less flavor. I agree. Yeah. Well, this is gorgeous, good, man. But aren't the Trenchini wines known for their lower alcohol content? Um, a, a big yes, they are. Is the answer? But a very important part of both. Uh, Trachini and Paradise Ridge wines are there uh, low alcohol so we really, I don't believe I've made a wine that's been over 14.5 in my 23 or 4 years of making wine. Wow, okay Now is this the property that's right off of the freeway? It is So that's on the western side on the eastern side of the 101 just north of River Road Shiloh Road is Shiloh Road, exit, yeah. yeah Okay yeah. So, Beautiful area. Yep. <laughs> That's a very well, smooth Pinot. That's a very smooth Pinot. Yeah, I Thank think you. the secret to good Pinot Noir, the ones that mm. you want to buy and drink, are the ones that where the tannins are not assertive. And to far too many uh, Pinot Noirs these days, if you're making a 15% alcohol Pinot Noir, your tannin levels are going to be higher because alcohol sol- acts as a solvent, and you extract tannin from the skins. You don't want that in Pinot Noir. You don't mind it in Cabernet or Cabernet Franc or Merlot, but it's really not easy to drink a wine that has that much tannin in it when it's a Pinot Noir, and you want that wine to go with lighter foods. So more tannin is counter to that. This is so smooth. Yeah, absolutely. Very easy to drink, and you could even imagine, now this we're, what are we talking about in the studio here? It's 54 degrees or whatever it is. I mean, this, this is really the temperature that the wine should be, right? Yeah. I mean, That's why we keep it at 54 degrees. <laughs> okay. We want the wines to, you know. Well, it, it's, it's below most cellar temperature, and that's appropriate for red wine. In fact, all white wine and all red wine, all, if it's fine wine, white and red should be served at the same temperature. Would you agree with that? Oh no! You, he's he's smiling but yeah, looking somewhat I, skeptical. I, yeah, skeptical would be good. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. We're always skeptical with Dan Burger. <laughs> That's so. true. Okay. That, That's my middle, my new middle name. And, uh, and then Dan doesn't run to the 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 stat, the norm. Dan runs <laughs> with his own and 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 strong opinion, which I I, I adhere as to. wrong as it may be, right? <laughs> which I adhere to. Oh. We all do. We right, so we believe anything he says for the most part. <laughs> and after 13, and still 13 years, I go, maybe that wasn't correct. Maybe, okay. uh, no, I, sh- maybe I shouldn't agree with him. Well, the reason that I say that is that in most cases, whites are t- served too cold and reds are served too warm. So correct. That's- oh, God. I do love this gig. I gotta say, <laughs> California wine country with Dan Berger. Our guest today is the return of Dan Barwick, uh, the winemaker at Stracchini Wines and uh, Paradise Ridge. Who else do you make wines for? I mean, there's others. No, no, nope. that's it. That's Those it. Two. That's it. You know. Okay, that's enough. I have made wine for other people. Right. Okay. But we didn't talk about them. And uh, a great winemaker, Mr. Dan Barwick. Uh, and as you can tell by his accent, he grew up in New York. <laughs> Southside. Harlem. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 your, your accuracy on the accent 
<laughs> just, you're right on, Steve. <laughs> Dan, I want to go back to the subject we touched on before we took the break, which was the alcohol content. You specifically yeah. aim for lower alcohol content. Yes, sir. Can you talk about why? Um, I'm in the volume business, and I think that drinking a glass of wine or two at lunch is an important part of a, a good lifestyle. I'll drink to that. And... And if you're drinking a glass of wine that's 15%, it is invariably very different result than you're drinking a glass at 125 or 13%. I wrote a column a few years ago about this, specifically explaining it. It's very simple. Smell a glass of vodka. You smell alcohol. What do you think you're going to smell between the same exact wine that's 13% alcohol and one that's 15% alcohol where only 2% of the alcohol has been removed chemically? You're going to smell the alcohol in the 15% wine, and you're not going to smell it in the 13% wine, and that's what you're looking for. That's what you buy the wine for. It's fruit. And the more you have alcohol in the wine, the more you're covering that fruit. That's not what you buy the wine for. No, it's true. Well, it's my, totally my, true, my and I've learned that over different. these 13 years, which I had no clue about at, at the time, but now I know. You're so right, Dan. I mean, too much alcohol, and it covers up too many of the great flavors and, and you know now, some varieties you can't avoid it Zinfandel for example you make a Zinfandel's 15% alcohol well that's the way the wine made itself but if you're making the Cabernet Sauvignon that's 15.5% alcohol you had control over that and you decided not to do anything some of the best decisions you can make are just keep your hands off and just let the wine be what it wants to be right on how <laughs> do I manage to the lower alcohol it, it's all about in the vineyard really and it's about having a balanced vineyard so that all of, all of the vines are balanced which I won't go into now but meaning they all ripen their fruit at the same time and it's, like, so it's a lot of details that yeah that's not easy to no so do. The, the whole so the vineyard becomes a whole one sort of organism now we're getting a little deep but what happens is is that that fruit has flavor at a lower sugar level than if you would be if you didn't balance the vines. Gotcha. So I can go in and I can pick it at a lower sugar level, have all my flavors together to make a wine. And the taste is amazing, and it's less alcohol. Those people who like alcohol and buy their wines because the higher the alcohol, the more the flavor they think they're getting... They're buying flavor, but they're buying flavor of alcohol. They're not buying flavor of fruit. Amen to that. I believe we're having a Merlot now, correct? I'm having a Merlot moment. I you know, <laughs> I'm a big fan of Merlot and uh, that whole you movie. You say Merlot so well. Uh, that movie Sideways, you know. Which, oh, that's my fault. Where they knocked. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? The... Were you in the movie? I missed that. I <laughs> A long, no, it was a long, it's a long, it's a very long involved story about how I was involved in that, in the production of that film. And I, you don't want to know. That. Yes, I do. Yes, it's we a do. Long, we it's all a, want it's to too, know, too, It's too long a story for me. To, but oh. not, not here. Next we'll, week. We'll do lunch. We'll do, okay, well, next week, whatever. Right. We've had the author of that screenplay. I was here that day. Were you? I was wow. here that day. I must and, have been drinking a lot he, of Merlot. And he forgot that he had called me for research material and i had told him what he needed to know and then he 
misunderstood what I was saying. <laughs> and that's how it got into the movie the way it got into the movie. <laughs> so you're responsible for the key line that everybody knows the movie I for, suppose, yeah. <laughs> which we can't say on TV or on radio. <laughs> Oh, now glass. we're on TV? Now we're I, yeah. Thanks for telling me, Harry. I'm into my fourth glass, Steve. What do you want? I would have taken a shower today if I knew we were on TV. I can't. Uh, I would have taken a shave, too. <laughs> yeah, me too. I wouldn't have worn these new shoes. <laughs> so Merlo has created this shaven new shoes moment. So talk about this one. Um, I think Merlo is as is, is Dan likes. It, it is a, a, a wine that gives you everything but a lower alcohol freshness vibrance tannins are low great food wine and all you need to do is sort of capture that in the vineyard and not get in the way and produce a a Bordeaux wine which we know goes with good red animal protein and uh, smell it clean this is a 2018, and because it's so young, it's still uh, very vibrant in fruit and very youthful, but it already shows some of that dried herb component or the black olive component, whatever you want to call I've it. I've got that completely. That, isn't yeah. that classic? I yes. mean, it's Merlot it's all over, and the whole idea behind these Bordeaux varietals is capture some of the varietal content. It's not intensity that makes the difference it's varietal smell it's it gives you something more than than just fruit then you've got this green tea or maybe it's black olive or whatever you want to call it but there's something there it's like the je ne sais quoi and it's fabulous when you can identify that in the first sip second sip third and and all the way to the time you're drinking the wine with the food if i may so part of having a balanced vineyard is being able to pick that fruit at a lower level of ripeness or low level of sugar. And you get all that, as, as Dan described, je ne sais quoi. You have these dried herbs, you have these black olive characters in, in the Merlot character. If the fruit gets riper, these disappear. Just like cooking a steak. Yeah, you know, you okay. get to medium rare and nothing's left if you go deeper than medium. All of these flavors that Dan is talking about are the medium rares of the ripening level of any grape, really. And I troll in capturing those characteristics of the fruit. We went over, we we, we bent over backwards. In the 1980s, there was a, a period of time when everybody said, we don't want green. They said, we don't want green. And they, they, they emphasized the anti-green component in these wines to the point where they were stripping leaves away from the fruit and getting direct sun on the grapes, and they were burning off varietal characteristics. And we ended up with a, an entire decade where wines that were getting 100 points and 99 points were all wines of fatness, hugeness, and no varietal character whatsoever. But they were damn sexy, though, weren't they? They were sexy for about an hour and a half. After about an hour and a half. Yeah, an hour is good for me, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I, again, I love Merlot. I have loved Merlot for a long time. And even after that movie came out, I went, oh, yeah? Screw you, burger. <laughs> I'm drinking a lot of Merlot. But you and I have talked about this on the show sure. before. 
uh, there, was, uh, there was a lot of bad Merlot being made. Well, we hmm. went from 8,000 acres of grapes in 92 to 58,000 acres of grapes in 97. Merlot grapes. Merlot grapes. We went 8,000 to fi- from 8,000 acres to 58,000 acres in a period of seven years. And that meant that about 90% of the Merlot plantings were in the wrong place. Correct. Oh. Well, yeah. So that's what we ended up with. We ended up a lot of Merlot that shouldn't have been Merlot in the first place. Should have been Sauvignon Blanc or something so else. So it's <laughs> calmed back down now. And guys, oh, yeah. Guys now we're, like I don't Dan, know. Dan Barwick making amazing Merlot. Is this a 19? Uh, this is an 18. This is 18. Oh. So it's, it's a cooler vintage, slightly cooler vintage. It's lovely. It's gorgeous wine. I like yeah. the richness of it. I get a sense of richness on the Thank palate you. with it's, this. It, but, but the richness is there, but it's, it's integrated with this dried herb component, which is so essential for this varietal. If the, I've tasted Merlots that are 16, 15.5% alcohol, and they have none of this. They have none of this. It's all explosions, and then you take one sip and you say, uh, where's the uh, glass of water, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, you're just tired of that. One sip, and you're tired. <laughs> what should we eat with this? Mm. Well, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of any kind of red meat that has some kind of herbs on it. So if you're going to do a steak, throw a few pieces of, uh, you know, a thyme or rosemary on it to, to give it some of that herb component so that when you have the wine in your mouth and you're thinking about the steak, and then when you have the steak in your mouth, you're thinking about the wine. It's, so it's, a, it's an integral part of what we're, we're doing. It's, it's called a synthesis. It's good. It's a very good word. Wow. It's a college word. Big it word is, for the man. Go look that up, people. I may and have to write that down. I yeah. forget that. But it is, I don't think you need to have that much thought about it. Um, no. It's not necessary. It would go great with a burger, too, right? It is. Or even yeah. a salad with some chicken on it. And it, 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 What this, this wine is intended to be is fresh and clean and meat. And the most important thing about... Merlot Dan versus Cabernet. No, <laughs> the difference between Cabernet and Merlot, by and large, generally speaking, is the tannins are <laughs> softer in Merlot, and that means that it's easier to drink when it's young. I yeah. agree, and I'm not a big Cabernet fan. Because when they're young, they're tough. And I I am not Dan Lay It Down Burger, so well, I, can't, I, you know, I can't... I'm reaching a point where... It's no longer time to lay anything down. <laughs> the Mer- but says Merlot, Dan. It's gorgeous. It really is. But if you Thank open you. this wine now and put it in a decanter for two hours, boy, it would op- open up even more. It's just so beautiful right now. And we just have pulled a cork on it a second ago. So that's, But this is really um, beautiful. So you've, you've gone from two years to two hours. Well, with air, you're mimicking a little bit of time in bottle. And the nice part about this is this is a cooler climate smell to it. There's an aromatic here that's slightly cooler climate, and I love that in this wine because when you have a warmer climate Merlot, it's just it's just so simple. It, it, I mean, you don't. It you is don't, not about. It, it is wine should not be about anything apart from simply having a good time drinking wine. Foods the lower alcohol and the more acidity the wine has the more food pairings are available yeah and the more conversation you will be able to have over the evening if it's lower alcohol 
Yeah. You're not drinking a 15.5. My deal is having a good conversation, which we're having now. You can go and have this, the wines that I make, any night of the week that you want. Today we're talking Trecini, T-R-E-C-I-N-I, TreciniWinery.com. Dan, what's going on with the tasting situation there, Trecini? Trecini is is open for tastings, and they have a wonderful tasting room, and you'll probably taste with one of the owners of the winery while you're there. And and, and the wines we already described tonight, um, and it's downtown, so if you're staying downtown Santa Rosa, it's a walk away. Corner of 7th and Humboldt. Thank you very much. TreciniWinery.com. For all sorts of information. And you're the best. A, a hunk of cheese would work great with this wine. I love that. But you didn't bring it. <laughs> M- Mike, go down to the cheese cellar for us. Criticism. Are there Cheez Its in the vending machine? Will that suffice? That's <laughs> good Cheez Its. You don't have to get complex with the food for all of the wines I make. The, the, it, it's all really about, I know, I'm trying to make these wines very accessible, good acidity. Not too high in alcohol yeah. is very important. Which I love. I and love so that you fact. hang out, you hang out, you drink a bottle of wine, and, and and if you want to think more about the wine, it's there. But you don't want to think about the wine, doesn't doesn't really matter. Well, Merlot doesn't require any additional uh, treatment. Uh, just pull the cork and enjoy it. Uh, Cabernet, not as much. That's all that I like to say about that, because bottom line is Cabernet's a tougher grape. That's all. By the way, uh, our L.A. producer for our company, Vicario Productions, uh, has just uh, let us know. uh, Oh, he sent a message to you, Dan Berger. Speaking of cellaring, I'm coming to visit all of you in August, and I'm bringing uh, that 1985 Barolo. Oh, I'm ready. It's a great vintage, and I'm ready for that. And uh, tell him I'll bring an 85 out of my cellar, and we'll sit down and have uh, lunch or dinner, whatever it is. But that's a wine that needs food. <laughs> you can't drink Can that by there? itself. Can I be there? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, may I be there? You're invited, sir. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it is California Wine Country brought to you by Bottled Barn. They're open now uh, at least 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., maybe longer. Longer the better. They are the best. They are the best. If you want to buy one in Sonoma County, this is where I buy all of my wine. In fact, we we, or anywhere. we always say bottle barns where wine country buys wine. And I've said many times uh, on uh, the commercials for Bottle Barn that uh, when winemakers and winery owners come in here, they all mention, oh, I buy my wine at Bottle Barn. Exactly. Yep. If one were to look for a bottle of Trichini at Bottle Barn, about what would it cost them? No idea. <laughs> Probably but three. Tell you what, it's, but it's it, Bottle but Barn, three bucks. <laughs> no, no, no. But what it will do, what it will deliver you, is the best bang for your buck. Yeah. And they can ship wines to most states. Go to BottleBarn.com for all the details and check out all the uh, specials of the week. Uh Longtime uh, sponsor of California Wine Country here, BottleBarn.com. Okay, uh, we're wrapping up California Wine Country with Dan Berger for this week. Dan Barwick is the uh, winemaker at Trachini Wines. 
TracciniWinery.com. You guys are so amazing. Everything you do just blows me away, sir. Yeah. I, we, I live the dream. I live in wine country in Sonoma County. And we invite you all to be here because we have everyone's dream. You come and visit us, you're going to be living a dream for one day. What I really ask all of you, everyone to do, is come us. Visit us vaccinated. 